to welcome everybody to another episode of Steady Lads. We're going live this week, and I think it's appropriate because the market is just shifting under our feet. Like, I think if we filmed two days ago, the next day would be like different. You know, we'd be talking about how the market's nuking, and then, you know, by the time the episode comes out, it would be 80K. So, thanks for joining us. Uh, I have to begin with please like and subscribe. Our uh, editor has uh, politely asked if we can kick off there and that would help us a lot. We're getting the 5K subscribers, so thank you. Four. Okay. <laughs> um, once again, I'm Jordi. I'm the founder of Selena Capital, and uh, we have our full crew this week. So we have uh, Taiki, the humble farmer and uh, researcher at HFA. Double hat in tonight. <laughs> we have Justin with us, the CEO of Astaria, hey and uh, trier of all kinds of devices and <laughs> phone. Uh, and uh, I think he's with us. So we have the expert trader here to uh, tell us what to, what to long and short in this like very exciting volatile market. So, um, oh, people are going to start about Weiss City. Uh, all right. It's going to be a fun episode. We got a lot of active chat here. <laughs> uh, let's kick off a little bit with what's going on. I mean, this is the first conference in a while that, Maybe not the first. I think Solana Breakpoint kind of started off, and now East Denver is is raising the bar where you know we're not getting the conference nuke. How, how's things going on in Denver, Justin? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I've gone to Denver th for the past three years. Um, it's always a fun event. There's always you know a ton of people, and it's really warm now, which is nice. It's in the 60s. Definitely a different crowd than we saw last year. I'll say that, and definitely a lot busier from what I can see. Um, so just anecdotally, last night I went out to dinner with one of our investors at Astaria, had an amazing time and got to hear about what everyone's been pitching these days, which was interesting. It uh, looks like a ton of teams are raising a lot of stuff happening in the intense space. Um, and then I tried to go with some team members to a party, but the line was probably, and this is not an exaggeration, 400 people long for the sort of, you know, main party of the night. And it's, it's definitely a different crowd you're seeing, more of the... Um, NFT style crowd, I'll say, that we saw two years ago coming back. Um, so a lot of FOMO, a lot of people euphoric and uh, pretty good vibes all around, but very busy. Yeah, I mean, it is so busy. The markets are so busy. I can't even imagine being at a conference right now. I'm, I'm happy I skipped Denver because the just there's so much going on. I'm sure I'm sure Thicky, Thicky, have you been sleeping or are you just like pulling out like what is what is going on with you? Are you in hard? I haven't sleeping enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Pacing yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I feel I feel like now it's like I, I go to bed thinking about the markets, then I wake up thinking about the markets, and I can never escape this cycle of But was that ever about, not oh true, Taiki? That was true in the bear market too, right? <laughs> yeah, but like now I'm like, okay, like in the bear market, it's like, oh my god, like what, what am I doing in this space? And then now it's like, oh my god, like I'm I feel so underexposed, even though I'm so so long. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you guys feel that way too? It's like it's such, I such do. a reflexive asset. I, right? I had a goal in mind of how much ETH I wanted to accumulate in the bear market. And I hit that within 10%, let's say. And it still does, you know, it never feels like enough, right? Never like feels I, enough. Yeah, exactly. I should have should have bought more, but it is what it is. Is what it is. Yeah. Uh, let's catch up since last week. So um first, like you know, let's recap. Obviously, we had an interesting episode. We had uh, Suzu. He's kind of um, doing doing the rounds now, but uh, we, we got him on for the lads. I think we we asked a lot of direct questions. I don't think we fucked around. Like, sorry, we 
uh, we're live. <laughs> we we went pretty straight at it, and I'm I'm pretty happy of the work that we did. Uh, you know, getting into some of the the truths and, and getting some of the thoughts there. Um, so, you know, we know it was a controversial guest, but I think it turned out really well. Um, and yeah, we're happy to have Daniele and any kind of interesting characters like like we have Andre Grachev as well in the future. Um, Justin, any any any, uh, any special guests? Yeah, I, th I think you want. Uh, you know <laughs> I want Charles Hodgkinson's. Um, I, but I also think once SPF gets sentenced, like how cool would it be if we sort of flew to whatever prison he's at and and interviewed him in the in prison? I think that would be really special. I would. I'm honestly, unironically, going to see if something like that is even possible. Okay, I'm going to skip the prison visit. But if you want to go and and <laughs> and, uh, and hook it up, then I'll join. I'll join by video. Yeah. yeah um, so I mean, obviously, like there's been a massive run up, and I think. The main thing to point out is that the game has sort of like been changed by the ETFs at this point. Um, you had a nice meme, Justin, we can maybe bring up, but we have obviously surprised, uh, surprised the upside. And uh, I mean, thinking you've been following the ETFs pretty closely. Is, is this level of inflows, was this like within like two standard deviations or are we just like really outside of what was expected? Yeah, I think it was. We saw like BlackRock do six hundred million a day for this entire week. Um, it definitely changes the like the math of where Bitcoin will settle. I've been thinking about this a lot this week, but like, you know, just just to keep it brief, like if we have fifteen billion of inflows this year for the rest of the year, we already have seven, um, and there's around two hundred thousand coins that needs to be sold this year, uh, distributed amongst mining supply. Gox and the US Gov and maybe like the German Gov as well. And it works out to around 75K settling price for Bitcoin. But like it's a very sensitive number because like it's averaging 220 right now. So if it does that for the rest of the year, that's what like 45 billion. And then we get to like a 200K number for where Bitcoin settles. So there's a wide that's range fine. of where it settles depending on how these flows sort of you know shake out. It's really wild. Um you know, I had to like buy some Bitcoin. I just, I feel like when I see this kind of chart that I, I couldn't buy during the run-up just psychologically, I feel like, um, I don't like buying a chart at the top. I know, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, one chair just says he's going to buy the top forever. I feel like I, I prefer buying dips. It's just like psychologically for me, it feels better. So we had this like massive dip from 65 to 60 or 59. And, you know, I finally got an entry point. I just loaded up there. I'm happy with uh, seeing where this ETF flows go. Um, obviously, I've been bullish ETH and I've been publicly pronouncing and, and you know, long ETH BTC, long ETH, uh, remain long ETH. But I think it's good to, you know, kind of play a little bit of the BTC game just in case those uh, inflows keep coming right now. It feels like the risk reward is very healthy on the upside. Jordy, I actually, I, I was going to save this as a pasta, but I have so many pastas prepared. I'm going to let it rip now and, and get your thoughts on this, uh, sort of sneak a second one in. Um, but I, I was thinking about this too and talking to Taiki and Thicky a little bit about this before the show. Last night in my Uber home from the hotel, I was thinking, you know, it is a little sad that ETH and BTC have already experienced the majority of their move from the bottom. You know, like Bitcoin going from 15K to 60K, almost a 4X, right? And Bitcoin could forex from here in the long run, but going to 240, this bull run seems 
above anyone's wildest expectations. What are your thoughts on that? Does that make you sad at all? Or does it just mean you have to go further out on the risk curve? I thought this tweet was funny because it's sort of like, you know, this person saying, if Bitcoin even goes to 122K, I'm only going to double my money. I'm only going to make $1,000. I mean, as you as you deal with like a large asset class, you know, is S&P going to go to 10,000? You know, it's at like 5,000. Is it, is it going to double? It will. But like, you know, how many years is that going to take? And, you know, that's... Uh, that's not gonna make anybody rich either, Mister User two four three nine eight seven. So <laughs> TikTok, uh, yeah, you know, look, I, I do expect a lot of people will be just gambling now, trying to get, um, you know, multiples. I think we're seeing that already with the meme coin mania. So meme coins are back, um, especially the big ones, surprisingly. So I've seen dog coins. Rip back even Dogecoin for the first time. The cycle has, uh, I think, it put in a thirty percent day uh, yesterday. So we are expecting that retail is looking healthier. The Coinbase app is something that all my Telegram chats are are tracking quite closely, and it's like three hundred today. We're like two twelve. Now we're like one fifty six. Let's go! Like everyone's tracking the Coinbase app. Um, yeah, I don't Justin, know. if like, you share my screen, I have the Coinbase app rankings. It's from 420 to 340. I mean, this is parabolic growth, right? Um, I, I guess, you know, apps outside the top 100, they don't really have that much usage anyway. So maybe it's easy to climb up the ranks. Maybe it's harder once you get into like the top 69. Um, but yeah, I mean, retail's back. They're buying meme coins and they're not going to buy Bitcoin, right? Um, of course, it's been really hard to keep up with the majors uh, in the past six months. But you know, as retail comes back, what are they going to buy? They're, they're going to buy alts. Uh, I don't know is when this, that's going to happen. Is this like an environment where like retail is going to really come back? I mean, we had, you know, the, this like very unique moment in time with COVID and the, and the retail checks going out. This run up has clearly been like more institutional led, right? It's like ETF flows. It's not retail led. And that money is sort of spreading around. It looks like the press being good has started to FOMO some of the retail back in. Um, Thicky, are you are you trading any meme coins? Is, is that like easy to do yeah. right now? We've been trading some. We're a little late to the move, but um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know if retail's necessarily been buying them yet, but it's more so like the expectation of that they will buy them. It's like you know, once Bitcoin hits all time highs and attention comes back, they're going to come and buy meme coins, and it's kind of like forming like a siren call pattern for retail traders. Like you know, Dogecoin like doing these thirty percent moves, it grabs a lot of headlines. So. We'll see if it kind of self manifests. Let's get into details. I know, I know, I know. Like our uh, our audience is gonna want, like you know, don't give me a category. Like let's talk coins. So we have dog coins. There's like a few big ones right now. So Bonk, you know, it had the most recent explosion in dog with hat. So we have two Solana ones that um, are top of mind. From my understanding, and this is like you know what I'm reading, they're saying Bonk is the one that's on Coinbase. And dog with hat now is kind of like on Robin Hood. So like the two retail avenues kind of cover those guys. Well, it's Robin Hood EU. Robin Hood EU. Oh shit. Okay. I'm gonna short with I mean EU all, is like, come on. They don't EU? have any money. The Euros don't have any money. <laughs> right, Such I'll disrespect for the Euros. 
Honestly, in poker, you have to, to respect the euros. I'm not going to, but like, I mean, it's it's maybe bullish that like, oh, Robin E listed it, so eventually Robin Hood US listed it. But if you look at the assets on US, it's like the most boomer dino institutional assets ever. It's like Tezos, like not even Solomatic are on there. It's just like, yeah. Okay. Do you think? Um, what, what do you think will be relisted on Robin? I mean, surely they have to list new stuff to catch up with, you know, Coinbase and whatnot. Do you think, think they're worried, like regulatory-wise? I, I think so. they're worried to like jeopardize their cash cow with the equities trading. So they're going to be pretty safe until regulatory-wise things clear over. Is my read. Have you guys heard the theory that um, the meme coins or altcoins might not catch as strong a bid this cycle or catch a bid at all, just because like the inflows we're seeing are tradfi, institutional, going into Bitcoin, presumably going into ETH for the ETH ETF that's coming in May in a couple months. But then there's this whole theory of like, you know, retail over the past three years has been hurt by inflation. Uh, they've sort of been shaken out of the markets. They're struggling to get by, et cetera. I personally don't see much merit to that just because um, income has risen faster than inflation. But I mean, there's something to be said for that. Like we're not in COVID helicopter money times where everyone's getting stimulus checks and you can just pile into altcoins, right? Like people would actually have to be having to put their own hard earned money into these things. I mean. Is that a bear bear case for altcoins? So I think it's it's um, definitely going to have an attempt to break out on the altcoin side. We're, we're going to have this attempt on the meme coins. That whether it sticks and you know whether ultimately you end up being correct, we'll have to see. And and I think you know it's too early to tell. But what's clear is like we're at least going to you know test the resistance and see like if it can you know go through now. You know, next week everything might be red, and um, we will we'll see. I think the mid curve view will be what's his code just saying here. <laughs> the mid curve view would be like awesome yeah. pump. I agree, I agree. Like uh, we're yeah. definitely gonna at least try to pump them, and and then we'll see how far it goes. Although there has been a huge discrepancy between different assets, and the ones that have been underperforming are the ones that were strongest recently. It feels like people are like, well, this already it's the already pumpers are winning. The guy who's like, ah, oh, Celestia already pumped. Like, you know, this thing already pumped. They're actually like crushing it right now. They're they're looking for the new stuff. Are you seeing this as well, Thinky, or is it just me? Yeah, I, I tend to agree. <clears throat> I think this cycle, this like next leg up will be stuff that like maybe is further down the risk curve that hasn't already pumped from uh, you know last year. I think those will outperform, and it could be like meme coins like that. Then those didn't pump at all last you know quarter, and now this quarter might get its time. I, I agree with you a lot. Though. I think there are like two. There's, the, you know, the, the the bear case is that like retail doesn't have as much money, no stimmy checks. They're they're not like locked inside all day. I think the bull case is that like there is an increased sort of desperation and realization that like if these if, if you don't hyper gamble your way up, like you're going to be stuck in some sort of, you know, lower class of people because social mobility is. De- uh, decreased a lot so we'll see if those two cancel each other out and which one wins yeah and i saw like i think sports gambling hit an all-time high as well <laughs> so clearly clearly people are looking to punt um i think alts tend to go crazy for a few months after bitcoin breaks all-time highs and i don't really I don't, I, i'm not sure if we see like an altcoin super cycle but you know typically alts go like alts go vertical in a very short period of time and i think people will eventually front run that uh, 
I have no idea which altcoins are going to go crazy though. Um, I'm I'm a mid curve, obviously, so um, I'm trying to go at the left curve. Uh, that's that, that's actually one of my worst fears. This cycle is that, like last cycle, I was so stupid that I was like, you know, aping into like DeFi kingdoms. But like now, I'm like so, I don't know. I I, I think I think critically about these things now. I'm like, oh, like if there's like a new DeFi kingdoms, I'm definitely not going to pump money on that. So I'm, I might just miss out on all these crazy gains. So that that's like my greatest fear. Yeah, have you have you guys seen the meme of like if you're in the first cycle your left curve, second cycle your mid curve, and third cycle plus your right curve? I I definitely feel that because I just don't have the the zest for on chain activities that I had four years ago, right? Like I'm comfortable just holding you know one or two coins and just you know relaxing as opposed to just finding the new thing to do on chain, which is definitely to my detriment. It's not good. You know, I just want to point out Taiki, probably max pain for Taiki this cycle is if like Kanto makes a new all-time high and Taiki is just like, you <laughs> <laughs> the bottom. Wait, wait, did you allocate back? Uh, did bottom. you allocate back? No, no, no. Oh, I, I bought. You I bought, bought 13. I'm bullish Kanto now. Oh my God. You bought my capitulation. Someone on this. <laughs> one of the lads always needs to have Kanto. That's just <laughs> I had to do Kanto bull. <laughs> when Taiki got liquidated, oh, no, I'm, I'm, was I'm waiting. Money. <laughs> oh my god! It was at like eighty million uh, FEV for now one. Or yeah, that's I crazy. Know. You know, there is like a fight for attention right now. So there's a lot of different things going on. I think Blast was one that you know they had done a great job of initially attracting attention and then getting the TVL and then you know they loop back into this interesting competition. They had this Blast competition. Um, I think they said there were 3,000 projects who submitted. It's pretty clear that some of them are rugs, <laughs> or maybe a lot of them are rugs. Um, they chose winners, so they announced the winner list in different categories. It wasn't as a short list as I expected. I thought they would choose like one perp and one this, and instead they chose multiple, and I think got diluted a little bit. I think it's up to 50 winners or something like that. But yeah, I, I can kind of talk about this. So please, I, I think someone in the comment section asked about Blast. So they, they launched mainnet right now. It's full of rugs um, and they're doing more points. And I think 50% of the points that's going to come is going to go to users. So if you you know use apps, you get points and then 50% of the airdrop is going to go towards gold. So like applications will receive gold and the apps can decide whether to distribute them or not. Um, some people are upset because, you know, people bridge like millions of dollars into the, the multi-sig and now they're going to get diluted again. Um, for me, like I'm, I'm not really touching blast right now. Like I don't really have an edge, like aping into these on-chain shitters. Uh, I bridged 0.1 ETH to blast. And what I need to do, like, if, if I want to bridge my like my ETH to blast, I have to pay like 0.02 ETH to like, you know, move my ETH. Uh, so it's not even worth yeah, I mean, farming blast was, right now. You, you said you bridged your 0 0.1, but you didn't actually bridge it. You locked it up and people were just in an L1 smart contract, right? Just waiting. So exactly, it wasn't actually yeah, bridged. Yeah. Now that you actually have to bridge, it costs a lot to bridge. <laughs> I know. And then I, I think if you if you bridge the blast and you like withdraw that ETH, you, you like lose points. So like Yeah, yeah you, you don't get your points for the two weeks that you're in the withdrawal queue, which is crazy. And you lose a bonus, right? Yeah, so that's the, that's their way of maintaining liquidity. I mean, you it, know, does it remind you guys a little bit of uh, friend tech, where like you know the guy at some point was like trying to enforce, you know, you're gonna lose all your points if you if you go if you use a different app, 
and, and you're also like, you know, it's a competing out, but then you lose all your points and like all this other stuff. It feels like kind of like heavy handed ways to yeah. kind of force the incentives. And we know that incentives are everything, but like, this is like, I see Thicky uh, nodding. Does this remind you of that, Thicky? It does. I can't wait for the start of the uh, Blast vs. Mantle L2 Wars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do. So actually last night, a lot of people were talking about Blast, obviously, because it you know, just launched. There were some airdrops floating around. I know some people that got like pretty decent airdrops and are pretty excited. But everyone is a little burnt out from the points thing. Like it's a very transparent situation that Pac-Man's running, right? Like everyone knows this game is to sort of like curate the points in such a ways to keep you on the chain as much as possible. And everyone also knows that you're probably going to get diluted to the point where your points aren't worth that much. But like to their credit, they've been able to engineer this flywheel where no one has left the Blur ecosystem and they've been able to run it back with Blur, Blend, and now Blast. And you, you got to wonder what next B word is coming, but there's always going to be something. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, like Pac-Man, I think a few months ago when we did our year-end episode, he was my founder of the year. And it's like, you know, it's not just all, you know, good or bad. It's just, I just find him to be doing things, you know, he's pushing the boundaries, very interesting. Uh, I'm very curious to see how things play out. I think Blast was a huge uh, new approach that, you know, some people are copying certain things. I do think that they were a bit rushed to get out. I think they had told the teams that I've spoken to um, hey, like we're going to launch Feb and then it became like late Feb. And then it literally like on the last day of Feb, like the last moment that they could still say technically it was still February, they put it out. I'm seeing a lot of complaints. And I think, you know, we see in the chat here, like uh, mean a disaster, lots of bugs, lots of rugs. How you got rugged a couple of times on the blast. You, you got rugged. Wait, you got rugged? Uh, just small, small rugs. You calculated rugs. Okay, calculated, calculated, calculated uh, gamble, gamble rugs. Yeah. What? What? Can you can you uh, tell us a little bit? Are you able to like say what, what kind of stuff it was? Well, it wasn't me. It was more so my partner. But we were just like tailing like smart whale wallets and just like buying coins that they're buying, and you know, just like five, ten k at a time. And a lot of the projects just kind of just pulled out liquidity. <laughs> but that's just part of the game. Yeah. It's part of the game. Um, I thought that they said that they're KYCing at least one person from from each team, at least the ones that won. Are you are you going into stuff that like won a prize, or are you just oh, going to like no? You know, okay, the random stuff. That's yeah. not where the real DJs. DJs don't want prize winners. They want the losers. Prize <laughs> 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 losers. <laughs> so. Um, Look, it's early and Pac-Man has, you know, uh, talked down the critics and, and, and come out victorious many times. I think when Blast first came out, you know, there was a lot of um, shade thrown and, and then he's ended up building all this TBL. I think right now it's a tough moment, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if they kind of pull through and, and, uh, and do really well. Um, but yeah, it's early to tell. So... Um, Jordan, thank you. do you have a, a little rivalry going there or like with, with Mantle or you, you just want everyone to win? No, I think, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, um, if I see like a weak L2 that has TVL to drain, it's probably Manta right now. Like I think I, I, <laughs> the name, too, I'm actually name bridging out of Manta right now. I'm like, <laughs> all right. Um, March 28th, all this stone gets unlocked. 
I there know. we go. I've, I've been selling some stone recently. I'm like, all right. Really? Uh, At a discount? Yeah, because I, <laughs> I have like better I need places. The money. To put it. <laughs> I need the money. I know. I'm mid-curving so hard. I need the money. <laughs> he, he needs some. Four <laughs> percent monthly yield. Not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> Look, the yields are insane right now. I mean, um, even basis for the last few days. If you don't want to go long and you're happy to short the basis you you're getting paid like 10 20 bips a window so that's like 40 bips a day 100 percent a year um apy and i think let's talk about athena a little bit because uh their yields have been just like stratos stratospheric stratonomic uh over the last days um and so for the first time jordy is tempted to farm <laughs> you haven't been farming jordy you know, I, I don't usually farm, but when I see 100% APY plus plus, you know, shards or whatever, look, Athena is a very interesting project. Um, it's been very controversial, and I think we had a lot of requests to talk about it. I have been following it, and uh, I think some of you guys have a, as well. Um, are, you, are you farming this, Taiki, or have you looked at it? Yeah, but I think I can get better yields elsewhere, which is kind of crazy to think about, right? Um, like some of my stables, it's in drift, like collecting those drift points on Solana. I think that'll pay off better than Athena. I'm, I'm bullish Athena, though. I think it's going to be really big. They can expand the market. Like, when you said you can but, do better than the 33%, that reminds me, if you guys remember in the cycle last time when Terra was, uh, or Anchor was paying 20% on UST. And at the time, everyone was like, that's not enough. Like, who the heck is going to use this? You got to pump oh. that up. It's it's not high enough. And he, here we have thirty three percent, and the market is so bullish that you can you can beat that as well, which is which is crazy. I don't know what to make of that. Maybe that's a top signal. <laughs> yeah, institutional, so institutions like... are coming. They're gonna die. They're gonna dilute us <laughs> and pump our bags. I think the big thing is being able to like do something with the stables, which like Athena doesn't allow quite yet. But back then, like you could leverage, you could margin like your UST on FTX. Um, the nice thing about meth and like Bybit is that like you can farm meth, you can short the perp, you can make like 20, 30, 50% a year, and you can use it as trading collateral. So you can put on trades on top. So like that's what I, that's like the, the like eventually Athena will have things built out that accepts USD CES collateral and you can do stuff on top. But in its current state, it's like you actually just lock it in there and you don't do anything with the stable. So that's like the downside in its current state. Yeah, do, correct. Do so. I mean, I mean, just to go, go on that, what Tiki just said, you know, the closest analogy for Ethereum is probably not a stable coin. It's like a vault, like a solve vault where there's a strategy being run. Um, in this case, you know, they're running the strategy and it's it's like one that's working really well in a bull market because so many people want along and you're sort of like providing them leverage. Um, whether it actually ends up becoming a stable coin in the sense of, you know, it's like used as collateral or, you know, as, as a means of, of, of payment or exchange, um, we'll see. I mean, if it gets into the billions, maybe, maybe it will, um, go ahead, Justin. Yeah, I guess I was going to ask. So from what I understand, I haven't looked too much into Athena, but from what I can tell, they're doing a lot of this like treasury management for the user, and they're also doing it on centralized venues. So they're Using doing the strategy on a sex. So does that mean this like Athena team is running? I assume there's some regulatory arbitrage where they're not in the US and then they're also just custodying funds at, to get that yield, or does it, do you guys know how that works? 
I, I know very well how this works. I've been talking to them, you know, since the pre-seed kind of days and, and been tracking um, the project. I have to give my hat off to the founder, first of all, Guy. I When I first heard the idea, and this is like Arthur Hayes' idea uh, of doing this, you know, sort of centralized exchange shorting perps, I was quite skeptical that everything could, there's a lot of moving pieces. You need, you need the third-party custody for the exchanges to take collateral of the stake teeth and then you short it and you want the yield to like be high. Somehow, like he's kind of pulled off a very difficult task so far of getting everybody to agree to uh, to all the different moving parts. And um, it looks like their TVL is kind of on the way to a billion. So this is one of the situations where I think the founder, the quality of the founder is sort of just like, just forces something that shouldn't normally work, but it kind of is working. <laughs> So uh, pretty impressed, uh, I have to say. And, um, you know, I think the communication ultimately, um, you know, has had back and forth. But they're saying, you know, this this is a strategy. It's not a stable coin. Um, and if someone is too lazy to do it themselves, they can do it through them. And actually, they'll probably make more money because there's like, you know, extra rewards going on. And um, it's, it's probably even safer because of the third party custody. So. Pretty impressed. Um, Cellini has not uh, invested in. Uh, <laughs> we got a little just you know disclaimer. There is no disclaimer. Cellini's not invested, but I have to say that you know Mantle has been um, uh, quite interested in USD, and, and there's there's a good amount of USD on Mantle, and I think um, you know right now. Uh, it works until it doesn't. I actually wanted to ask you about this. That is the sentiment I'm seeing from like a 30% of crypto Twitter is like this, this works until there's a bank run and then it's just terror all over again. Can you either dispute that or, or confirm that? <laughs> I mean, thank you. Maybe like you can chime in, but my, my personal belief is that this is, this doesn't have any explosion, explosion risk. All that can potentially happen is like you take a little bit of loss because the, the funding goes negative. And funding goes negative means like, you know, at that point, it's sort of like inversed where the, the perp has kind of gone below the, the future, below the spot. And so as people unwind, because they're like, oh shit, negative yield, like minus 5% yield, I got to get out. They're actually selling at, like a little bit of a loss. So you end up taking like a 5, 10% loss, which, you know, they're trying to build an insurance fund to, to be able to catch up. So not really blow up risk. It's just sort of like, it's a risk that you'll have to unwind the trade if, if, if the yields go negative. Yeah, I feel like people are in general yeah. are like super horny to see things blow up. So it's like, oh, like Athena's gonna crash the markets. Oh, Eigenlayer is gonna crash the markets, and then they want to retweet that, you know, tweet like two years from now, and then claim clout. But you know, <laughs> you, you, you kind of have to bet on these teams to like just yes, build a good product. But it's not necessarily that they're looking for that. It's also that all of the biggest products of the last cycle did blow up the market. You know, so we have <laughs> we have yeah, that's, that's from that. Yeah, yeah, it's still the PTSD. So just looking at the chat, uh, Andre makes a good point. Yeah, like we got we got a lot of people watching. Let's click some likes. Let's click some subscribes. Let's do an analysis, Andre. Let's let's do this, and then we yeah. got whiskey thing. When USD, Andre. USDY pool. Uh, I actually was just talking about this with Guy today. I said we need to we need a USD USDY pool, and I'm gonna try to get this done on Mantle uh, ASAP. So good good question. Poop. <laughs> should we should we talk should we do some q a or yeah, yeah i mean 
we're doing I'm gonna it. scroll up to find some questions if you have anything pressing that you want the lads to answer drop your comment and we'll we'll get to it we're looking for fun stuff um let's wrap up here. on these now we got uh my maybe my cypriot brother vias i don't know that's a very cypriot name vias nicolaidis here he's saying is Athena airdropping a token in our stable so this is the very interesting thing uh, i just realized today they they have these shards and you can claim the shards and get like you kind of like, get points for the token, but you give up some of the yield or something. So you can either get get the token, or you give up some of the yield, and then that goes to their insurance fund. So it's kind of like a win win for them because uh, they give out tokens and they build up their insurance fund. So you you, you sort of have to choose. Um, so that that's an interesting dynamic, and then people have to kind of price. I, I love this stuff. Recently, like this is like the meta is like people pricing tokens that haven't launched yet. So this is like pre pre launch. There's not even like a whales market. You just have to figure out like, what's a shard going to be worth. And, and I heard like, people are farming this and they're buying on Pendle at like, 6% a month, which uh, is very high, but some people are like, buying it. So um, that seems reasonable, to be honest. Because yeah. <laughs> they're, they're going to drop a token when USDE hits a billion, which might be like two weeks or a week from now. So, I mean, I'm sure the token's going to trade at 2 billion FDB at least, you know, yeah, that's, that's the wild. type of market we're in. All right. I've got a, I've got a few questions, uh, pulled up here. Let's do some maybe rapid fire and keep the questions coming. I, I think these are good. So this one has been top of mind for a while. We're seeing this whole narrative left translated accelerated cycle. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Is that is that possible? I, I think it is possible. I don't think we're we're there yet, but I do think the top could come earlier in the year of 2021 or in 2025 in this case than it did last time. I think so. I think so. Um, it does feel like everything's getting accelerated. The reality is like there's a lot of burns from last cycle as well. So I think there's muscle memory. And the first thing that I realized this cycle is that even on the way up, there's a lot of muscle memory. People like remember, okay, this is the stuff that pumps. Let's just like pump it like faster than like, you know, just preempting. And I think the same thing will happen on the way down. People will remember the PTSD and they'll just be like getting out of stuff that's like speculative when, when they feel the, the shift is going. So wouldn't be surprised if we have a different, like kind of more volatile cycle. Um, I don't know, Thicky, what, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I, I think like some things like they have to take their time to play out. Like, like just human nature, it just takes a certain amount of time for like things to wash out on the bottom and so on and so forth. But I, I do think, you know, if, like, you know, life is event based and these events are moving faster than ever. So it makes sense that the cycle will be shortened. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And everything is reflexive, right? So. Like if people expect a top in Q1 of 2025, then it'll probably top Q3 or Q4 or, you know, people like front run expectations. And then it's also, you can see like on a, the downside. Yeah. You could see it actually like front run it too quickly. And we like double top or something, you know, like, because like the first round people expect it to pass, but it's like not actually over for everybody or like a triple. That's top, what happened last cycle. Knows. Exactly. <laughs> a double, double top, like. Four year cycle of a double top, the double McDonald's that that would be painful. Everyone's gonna get wrecked. <laughs> I'll get wrecked for sure, you know. <laughs> All 
All right, I see another interesting question here. I'll I'll start with an answer. Do you sell a percentage of your core holdings on pump days? Um, no, although it does get tempting. I just think it's it's too early for that. Like we didn't hold through this bear market to sell before all time highs. So for me, I I've said this publicly. I think I have just sell targets where I'm going to sell. And if they don't get hit, they don't get hit and I'll keep holding. But for me, maybe this is a little too bullish. But for me, I'm going to sell about 25%. And this is all in ETH terms. 25% of my ETH at about 8K, 25% at 10-ish K, 25% at 12, and then the last 25 <laughs> at 15 if we ever get there. I know that's bullish, <laughs> but um, this would still be like a massive diminished returns relative to all other cycles. This would be even more diminished than BTC's last cycle. And I do think ETH can get there to 10K for sure. Maybe 15K, we'll see, but I'm fine holding some if we ended up crashing, not reaching, you know, that last 15K target. I don't know. Do you guys think those numbers are crazy? Are those realistic? But I'm, I'm really not selling until we hit that. So if we never hit it, I'll just hold to zero. It's, it's reasonable. Um, it's not a bad way to approach it. Um, I don't like to like set these targets for me. I just want to get a sense of where we are, where are we in the cycle? And I think at this stage, I can't imagine not having my core holdings. One mistake I made last cycle, I think was, um, trying to trade too much around like my beta and I'm very like psychologically happy now of just like having some ETH and it's in meth. So it's even harder to you know, unwind or sell, whatever. It's just doing fantastic, getting double dose yield, getting all this stuff. And it's just pumping. And I don't want to sell a single. I'm not even tempted at all. I'm not tempted at all. Um, you know, BTC, sometimes it gets a bit tempting, but it's so reflexive. <laughs> so I scratch my itch by looking at like what alts I think are, are going to come back down. And I just short alts instead. Um, may, maybe I'm going to get you know, a little bit of drawdown with things pumping harder than I expect, but that's how I uh, I keep my core holdings. How about you guys? Yeah, and you can borrow against it too, right? Like you can borrow against Bitcoin, borrow against ETH, farm with it. You know, just that's like another good way to diamond hands. Oh, and like not diamond hands, but like make your ETH like collateral, like really productive. And they're dropping yeah. or something. Hey, can we talk about that a little bit, Taiki? Because somebody was saying that today to me. Um, he's like, oh, you, you know, you can borrow against your math and, and get like die for 7%. And then you can put that into, you know, Athena and get 100%. Like, is the fact that you can borrow for cheaper that you can farm, is that a mistake of the market? Or is that just mean that you're, you're going off the risk curve? You are actually taking more risk? Like, why can you borrow and farm? Like, why? Like, shouldn't those yields be the same theoretically unless, unless it's more risky? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like a risk premium, right? Um, like Athena yields, and then there's the cost of unwinding. So it, if you want to unwind that position, then something bad is happening. So you you might take like a haircut and then there's gas costs where, you know, if you borrow on Mantle, then you have to bridge, takes gas, you have to approve and all that stuff, which eats into the yield. Um, I do think over time, like the yields will, you know, reach parity and compress. Uh, maybe like TradFi, maybe, maybe the institutions really have to come on chain uh, to dilute our yields. Uh, but even then, like, if, if that happens, then like our bags are going to pump. So I'm, I'm not like necessarily that worried. Um, yeah. But I also think that markets are inefficient. There's edge in identifying these opportunities. And yeah, like you said, like you can easily earn 40, 50% APR on ETH right now, which is like pretty crazy. 
whether it be restaking Eigenlayer, like buying stone on Manta at a discount. Yeah, there's a crazy yield opportunities. It's insane. I, I can share an anecdote that might be interesting. Uh, so I personally think our markets are extremely inefficient. And I think the reason is eyeballs. There's just simply not enough eyeballs on all of these thousands of different DeFi platforms where you can get a yield. And the example I'll give is when we were designing an auction mechanic at Astaria and we initially thought like, oh, we'll just run a reverse doc, a Dutch auction and like whoever fills it, fills it. And if it doesn't get filled, it doesn't get filled. And like, that's the fair market price. The issue is you need a certain amount of eyeballs for that to be true, right? And we're just not there yet. I mean, there's so many different money markets where you can borrow, you can leverage, where you can stake, where you can get yield and you might only be getting 5%, but you're also getting points. And how do you calculate that? So I don't think we're there. I don't think we're going to get there this cycle. I mean, even last cycle, Ave and Compound, and I think to this day, Ave and Compound, they very blue chip, you know, quote unquote, safe protocols still have massive discrepancies on yields. So I just don't think we're there. I think this thing has to be, you know, 100x, 10, 10 to 100x larger for us to see yields be reflective of the risk reward you're taking. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I feel like you can run like a $200 million fund and make 20, 30% a year Delta neutral completely. And it's farming basis. And it's just, you know, it's not even touching DeFi or anything on chain. So it's just a definition of inefficiency, I think. Like everyone that can make money is has better opportunities. So like this kind of thing is just like left, you know, for other people to take. I've been tempted to do that, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's free money, quite literally. Yeah, there's Famous so much last free words. money on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. Um, Thank you. Do you have uh, do you have core BTC holdings, or are you, are you just playing video games and just trying to like get a high score? I uh, I, I capitulated after that move from fifty to 55, 57. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I can't risk this happening again. Like, my we all know <laughs> deep down where the fair value is. And like in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's just gonna grind up slowly. Worst case, I missed out on two percent. But if like, you can miss out on a 15, 20 percent move just like that, then you have to be allocated. It's kind of unfortunate. It's a painful lesson, Jordy. Painful. I'm sure, you've, you know, you've learned it before. I have, I have. And the the good thing about Thicky is that he make he 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 goes out into the arena and he, he makes the mistakes and he learns and uh, he, he adapts. So. <laughs> Always yeah. trying things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jordy, in, in the comment section, there's a question uh, from uh, Tristan Surehouse. Is the Hex ecosystem worth investing in? Great question. <laughs> you know, today Great we question. saw for the first time some of the the old classics like the Litecoins and the Bitcoin caches. We're trying to do a little, little catch up. So, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard that name Hex haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> I'm not quite Retail's sure. back, baby. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna ask. What is it guys, though? Is it though? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I wanna, no, you're good. You're good. I wanna ask a question that's near and dear to my heart. And if we could, it would be cool if you guys were willing to give percentages of how the percentage chance you think of the ETH ETF being approved. I'll, I'll start. One, I think it's amazing that we have the opportunity to run this whole situation back. People faded the Bitcoin ETF until it happened. They also said it wouldn't matter. You're hearing the same narratives for ETH. And BlackRock is the one pushing it through. You're seeing how much money ever, all of Wall Street is making and how much Wall Street loves the Bitcoin ETFs. I think the ETH ETF is a lock. I'll say 95%. I think I said 90% last time. I'm revising it up. 
Um, it's hard to imagine that BlackRock gets a second loss on their book for approvals. They're like 500 something to one. I think they knew that this would be accepted based on conversations with the SEC. And I think also Wall Street clearly wants this, so it's going to happen. And I think it's amazing that we're able to run this trade back again. The same exact thing is going to happen in my in my book. And I think this is sort of like that free money on the floor and you have to pick it up situation. But what do you guys think? Am I just too bullish, ETH? I've got my blinders on so I can't see the, the truth or? Look, like it's, it's you're not going to go wrong being long ETH. It's just like, when does it happen? And when are you rotating? You could miss you could miss you could miss like this like huge BTC run up if you don't have any BTC allocated and if the ETF gets delayed, which is possible, uh, we're seeing in the chat someone saying it's like forty six percent for May. So they might play games. I do think it will eventually have to get approved. Um, I think maybe there's a chance that Gensler will have to leave and Trump puts whoever he puts and then the next guy does it, but. Um, you know, I, I'm expecting it in the next 12 months, but it's hard to say the timing. So we have to just keep an eye on it. And um... it, can, can I can I say something? Yeah. Like, you, you can argue that, like maybe, like there's a chance, right? Because ETH, like ETH has pumped a lot because everyone knows the playbook. Oh, like the ETF good. Um, so there's a chance that the ETF can be like the ETH ETF can be, you know, like a local top at least for the cycle. So can't you also argue that if it gets delayed to 2025, like that's somewhat bullish the markets because it gives people a Super longer cycle. time period to, you know, anticipate because like, the markets, it's, it's all about anticipation and reflexivity and expectations of the future. So it might be better if we just like don't blow our load too soon. Right. Uh, what, do, what do you guys think about that? We're live. <laughs> Well, well I, have a, I have a couple of thoughts. I, I do think, like, I, I think I, I was saying before, the most bullish thing for the Bitcoin ETF is if it somehow gets miraculously delayed and we get to keep riding this up. I think that was invalidated just because, like, the inflows are real and you can't you can't fake that. And I think the ETF inflows will not be as good, but will be real. I also think this co this <laughs> comment from wants to comment that poly market is at 46% shows you i think it was actually similar for bitcoin and around the same time period out i think that shows you that the market's not really pricing this in right now even though it seems to me well, to be obvious i also think you know jordy talked about when it will happen i mean the deadline the final deadline for blackrock is in may so i think that's when our base case should be that it gets approved on um and yeah i i just think it's amazing that we can't we get to run this back and the one last thing i want to touch on that was a comment jordy made is when do you allocate to this? You might miss a rotation from Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's necessarily a helpful way to think, Jordy. No offense. I mean, I've, I missed the soul run up, right? There's always something that's going up more than what you're holding. And I think like a lot of the success from this market can be had by having long-term conviction in a few specific things. And yes, I should have held Bitcoin over ETH over the last six months to a year, but it is what it is. I'm holding ETH. I'm still doing well in dollar terms, very well, and and I'm happy with that. And I think like a lot of your success can come from that, right? They say comparison is the thief of, of joy. So you're never going to have the fastest horse. You just want to have a good horse. Yeah. So math mathematically, I want to say that like if we think ETH goes to 10K on ETF, and my internal odds pretty much match probably market, let's say it's 
And that's already like $4,000 worth of EV baked in there. So it was obviously kind of like very smart to be long, even if you think it was less likely than not for the ETF could approve to May. Like if it does and it goes to 10K, then like it was a clear long at 2.5. There's something I missed. Um, personally, I don't think it does, but I really think we should get a lawyer on this show just to give his thoughts. There's a lot of stuff I want to ask him about, like our point securities, how does he think about the ETF, all this sort of like regulatory stuff. Cause like, Crypto in the day is all just regar, um, but I, I think this is like a unilateral decision by Gary right now, and I, I think it's less likely than not that ETF is approved by May. It's my current thoughts, Justin. I still think ETH can go up though, because I think I think like the math is still it's still got room to go up just on the probabilities. But yeah. Cool. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll be discussing this specific topic, you know, uh, many times as, as the year goes on. Um, let's talk about some alts. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some altcoins. What's your What's your take on Condo? I mean, Ondo. So, uh, um, you know, I, I I'm quite familiar with Ondo. You know, I'm close to the team. We have them on Mantle. USDY is kind of uh, pretty big there. Um, they had an interesting announcement. They have this idea to, um, you know, around tokenization. Most people, when they talk about tokenization, they talk about, you know, taking the stock or taking this MP and making a token out of it, same as like we're used to, and then people trading it. Um, so Ondo's vision is a little bit different. It's interesting. They are saying that the way that they see tokenization is setting up a traditional prime broker, um, like a, you know, um, the ones you have right now. And actually, uh, when you make a subscription to buy a stock through that traditional prime broker, the same you do now, that's when like a token would be issued. So it sort of changes the, the loop a little bit of, of, of like how this, um, you know, BlackRock tokenization vision uh, might go. I think uh, it's an interesting one to think about. And, um, you know, different things will be tried. And, and I do think we will have this like interactive brokers version potentially tried where um, you're doing the same interactive broker stuff, but you get a token. And then maybe there's some DeFi stuff you can do with that token. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have been following this specific. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been following it closely. I think. I mean, I just think it's an incredibly competent team. I, I think in this space, you always have to bet on the team, even over the idea, because so many people pivot. When I was working at Ondo, we were doing liquidity as a service. We were like, <laughs> you know, helping shitcoins get liquidity with stablecoin pairings. There were a ton of stablecoin projects like Frax, Faye, et cetera, et cetera, that had all of this liquidity that they could either mint or that was just on their books that they could pair with other tokens and give liquidity. And, you know, the sign of a good team is if they can pivot. And Ondo has pivoted into something that I think is really exciting. I think the idea of bringing these eyes to the sun chain is amazing. And I'm never going to bet against that team. Um, but, yeah, obviously, I've, you know, a vested interest. So Let's see. I mean, the only thing kind of uh, an issue right now is that 5% treasury yields. When, when Taiki just said that he is not interested in 6% a month. This is like 5% a year. So, you know, the tension in the bull market goes to, uh, goes yeah, to shiny objects. It's a great point, Jordy. There's a huge disconnect between 
what people that are doing things on chain want and what real TradFi, you know, quote unquote, real TradFi people want, right? Like I have thought about this a lot. It's like, how exciting is 5% on chain? Um, you know, when you can do that elsewhere off chain. Um, I do think it's cool that they're democratizing this like low risk investment to people outside of the US. We talked about that earlier. I think that's quite cool, but um, we need to see more people operating on chain for this stuff to get really attractive because yeah. the people on chain are just DJs. And it you need to be able is. to at least like, use it for collateral for trading so you can just kind of boost yourself yeah. a little bit. That, that's yeah. sort of like a next step. Let's let's kind of loop through apps. Okay, uh, VS, my buddy again. Tell us, Axelar, what's up? Listing on Binance. So I haven't, I think, have I talked about Axelar? I have been bullish on Axelar recently. Um, I, I love... This is like my traditional markets bias, but I love teams that like they're so freaking legit that it's hard to copy what they're doing. Like you can't just like copy paste the thing. And these teams are tackling, you know, I've talked about like layer zero wormhole axlar, tackling this like very difficult problem of like safe cross-chain, you know, tokens and messaging and standards. This is like so freaking difficult to do. These teams have been building for years. I mean, axlar. Uh, I think I think the founders like you know, co-founded Algorand and then kind of moved to this years ago. So hard to do, and I love betting on. It's like the only thing that's undervalued in the market is like things like Axelar, where like someone really like is tackling an incredibly difficult problem. And you know, if I think about five years time, it's not going to be like Manta, which is going to get farmed to zero, and like who cares? He hates Manta. <laughs> he hates I gotta, like, man. I'm such time. a Manta hater, man. The name collision is. They got to get out of the M A N T like category. Yeah. We just had. <laughs> but in all seriousness, but like zero. tokens that like I, I'm comfortable holding long term are the ones that are like building fundamental infrastructure that is very hard to replicate. And I don't just mean like another L one because like there's a hundred billion of those. But um, this category in bullish on XR got listed on Binance. Had a little nice little pump. Um, go ahead. <laughs> I just raised my hand. So re realistic, ask the question. So I, I guess XLR is part of the interoperability type of narrative, right? So we're, we're seeing so many L1s and L2s launch that like, are you bullish these interoperability type of, well, how, well, I guess it's like a two, two part question. It's, it's like, what, like, what do you think about the, the liquidity fragmentation with all these L2s? Does it, like, is that bearish L2 tokens in general and like bullish ETH because there's like some value pool there? Um, and do you think like the, the multi-chain future, the interoperability narrative comes back again or comes back to cycle? Look, we're about to have it hit hard. So wormhole is going first W I, you know, I told the guys like ticker W I know it's like a hotel chain, but like that is freaking brilliant. There's so. They're so just like letter, one letter. It's like the Saudis with the license plates. It's, they spent like $5 million to get like a single digit license plate. Um, <laughs> that's going to kick it off, right? So you have that one. Um, layer zero is going to follow. It's it's something that makes sense in the sense of like, it's a high total addressable market. The TAM is very large. If the if the, if the field of crypto and chains is going to keep growing, then you need like this, this premium stuff. So... Um, I think W is trading at like 17 billion on um, AVO. I know what's going on. It started at five and it's just been climbing, climbing, climbing. So um, we are going to have this be a narrative very soon. Um, and I would position in things that are around that narrative. So things like Axelar, um, things like there's some proxies. 
potentially for wormhole or layer zero. Um, yeah. we, uh, anything you like, Thicky, or we can't? We can't. Uh, I know. I was saying Zeta. Zeta is interesting. Uh, it's the new coins. Flip. It's always the new coins. Chainflip has been doing very well. Um, that's one that uh, Selini is actually market making on. If we're going to talk oh, about longer team. tail coins, can we can we get a little alpha on puck before we go to uh, to pasta? I forgot right. about the pasta. We did get requests. Um, so if you guys like meth and you've been following the channel and we talk about meth a lot and meth's been doing fantastic, there's a uh, meme coin around meth that is trying to do something unique that I've been uh, advising and talking to the, to the team. And it's starting on Monday. So in a couple of days, you'll be able to uh, kick off Puff's journey. Um, we see this tweet that the, the team put out that uh, you can mint a, uh, a potion with meth. Um, once you mint a potion, that gets converted to Puff. And then the games begin. You know, Puff is going to be out in the wild. Um, you can you can subscribe on on L one, and I think that you know I hate meme coins. I've said it before. I, I think like they sort of catch attention and they're kind of pointless. This this could be a a new paradigm. <laughs> I know that I know that phrase get used a lot, but um, it'll be interesting. So people can take a look if you want to get an NFT. Um, it looks pretty cool. So we'll have we'll have more to say in the future. I'm a big Puff supporter. After Jordy, uh, PVP, Ohm, and Luna, and Hex, I I'm curious what his uh, iteration will look like. You know, it, it's like easy throwing punches and, and like throwing shade at, and you, sometimes you got to just like get in the arena. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in the arena. Um, Cool. Do we have any any other uh, lovely questions, or shall we shall we head to our pasta? I think well, uh, before we go to the pasta, I just wanted to say this comment made me crack up. If Manta wait, this guy's from Lost in Co. He says if Manta wins, you can always rebrand the Bybit Smart Chain. Bybit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, where is that? I need to pull that up. Oh my god, that's brilliant. BSC is a winner. <laughs> lost in code. BNB has been doing pretty well lately, actually. Uh, I guess like exchanges should be doing well during this kind of market. It looks like the volumes are insane. We had a biggest volume day ever for Selene. Um, just I think wow. it was yesterday, we traded 12.5 12 billion in 24 hours. Are you serious? Yes. What the Jesus uh, Christ. I would say we are so back, but we've never actually been here before. So I don't know where we are. If we're not back. We're just somewhere new. I don't know what's going on. So um, it's a new paradigm. It's a new paradigm. Yeah, where we're going. Selene's hiring, Jordy. <laughs> hiring aggressively. We, we got to staff up. Do you have spots for interns? <laughs> no, we need people that have done a few things because oh. they need to get in line. We, you know, we're trying to spin up uh, Backpack is an interesting exchange. Um, been doing very well we they announced the raise we participated in um there's no token so they're trying to do it the traditional way which uh i respect as well and, and it, so there's a few exchanges we're um we're looking on board and uh well, so thank you maybe we can get you back in the if you need a bus boy or an intern thicky can be the bus boy i can be the intern and taiki can be the researcher 
All right, steady lad. Farmer. <laughs> We're all on Jordy's payroll, you guys. <laughs> I, I saw backpack volume at like three trillion dollars the other day. <laughs> okay, I don't so, know. Maybe, maybe there's some typos going. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, no shade, just interesting. Interesting, okay. interesting. Should All right, guys. Pasta? Let's do yeah. pasta. We'll, we'll talk more alts next time. Let's do pasta. That makes me hungry. Yes, that graphic I love this. Brad, Brad just pulled up. I'm like, I haven't had breakfast yet. I'm starving. I might get some spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make pasta every day. My daughter is like obsessed with pasta. She always wants spaghetti with salt. Nothing else, just salt. I don't butter? know what's going on with no kids butter? these days. Wow. No, no, no butter. It's just salt. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's kick off pasta. Uh, Taiki, first up. All right, Justin, can you pull up? It, it, it's a it's a video. It's kind of a follow-up to the Suzu episode. Uh, if you can full screen it. So this is Alex Weiss, Weiss City. And this is from last cycle when Bitcoin was at basically the same price, like 62K, you know? Um, and there's like a, there was like a 6% dip in the Bitcoin markets. Uh, and can we just play the video real quick? And I don't know why they're doing this at 2 a.m. It's kind of crazy. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Let me look at how many millions I lost. So he's in the hospital trading right here? Yeah. Oh, it's not so bad now. I only lost 14 million. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a 6% I think I, I think I was down like 21 million or something. I don't really know. <clears throat> yeah. we, we, we don't watch the whole video, but it was like just... Th th this is like the crypto lore, right? Where... I think in Q1 of 2021, he like Weiss became the main character, just showing off his PL. And then he got liquidated, I think, or he, he lost a bunch. And then we heard like radio silence for a few weeks. And then when he came back, he's in the hospital because of some health issues. And then he's doing some live streams. Like, you know, this is, you know, we we this is what we need to see this cycle. We need new main characters live streaming from the hospital. Sure. Yeah, he got like he got COVID and like he was like trading oh it was COVID hundreds of millions of dollars with COVID so like that's that's the true <laughs> true sign so there are, there are new characters this guy trading axe he's the one I don't know if you guys follow trading axe on Twitter this guy's like friggin just insane hilarious not very PC but um he's the one who started like the Romilio redact like oh study this study that and he's also the one who's been pushing this Alex Weiss lore. White city. So um, you guys, you guys can. Uh, we see here, trading axe is my favorite follow in the chat. So yeah, this this guy's been entertaining. I oh, talked to him and and like I just couldn't stop cracking up. I had a nice call. <laughs> he's uh he's he's a puff. Well, I can't talk about this. All right, let's go, Justin. Let's go. Oh, I'm up next. So I just want the want the audience to know. I actually had five entries but the lads vetoed it i wanted to give you guys five things to laugh at but instead i'm stuck with i had to pick my best pasta i've been on a roll <laughs> so coin guru here says and this is a simple one i'm going to tell my kids this was jesus christ and it's just a picture of larry fink and um this this man is safe crypto i mean how can you not how can you not love this guy right look at that smile that smirk those eyes those glasses um, so cheers to Larry Fink. Tell your kids this was Jesus. <laughs> That's a solid 8 out of 10. 
I was I didn't get the laughs I wanted. I'll need some love. Four more pasta. No, so no, no, no. <laughs> I, I pre-laughed. You pre-laughed. Okay. Because we, we all saw that on the timeline. So I think it was what? like a <laughs> stale pasta. Stale, stale pasta. Stale pasta, stale. dude. Stale. Not all dente. Oh. All dente. All right. <laughs> Um, well, I'm seeing a five out of ten. This was like a four or five out of ten, says Michael. Oh, I think I was sabotaged. I literally had five pastas. They were all equally the wrong one. Better. Yeah, so they were all niche one. too. That was the only one that blew up. But whatever. Next time. No, you can try again. So can we, you can try again. We'll laugh this time. <laughs> okay. I can we'll, try we'll, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll laugh. All right. This time. Me, Don't worry. Let me pull we'll one up. Give me two two seconds here. Let me go to my bookmarks here. I've got all my pastas bookmarked and, um, oh, I already used that pasta earlier. All right. This is a little niche. I don't know if you guys will get this one. You had to really be an on-chain degen, but I don't know if you guys remember in the peak of the, the bottom of the bear market, hamster racing blew up as a thing on Twitter. It was like the only thing you could do on chain that was at all fun. And, uh, Fubar here says he's dedicating this bull run to CK. CK was one of the hamsters. He was a notorious loser. He was a trash hamster. <laughs> if any of you guys played this, Rocky was the, the winner. And it, it actually came out that all of the hamster races were pre-recorded and it was all just rigged. So we all got rugged in the end, but it was, it was a great thing for the bear market. <laughs> this is for the, this is for CK. Yeah. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> yeah. So much. It's so crazy how things can change in six months. Did you guys race hamsters yeah. at all a year ago? No? No. No. Oh my God, it was so fun. I was busy shorting everything to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Michael thinks of that one, if it's better than the four. Um, yeah, Michael, let us know. All right, I'll, I'll go next, and then we can we can have thank you for the finale. So uh, I have been enjoying Bold Leonidas, another follow you guys need to do after trading axel bold leonidas just crushes it every day he's got a new amazing meme this is around blast so <laughs> he's climbing the pyramid he's like finally blast is out we can claim our points convert to dollars and the ponzi is done and then it zooms out and there's like multiple <laughs> massive pyramid coming <laughs> so like the game is just started you're not done you're not going to claim points is, you're going to get locked into climbing pyramids forever oh this is Jack amazing man. That's amazing. Yeah. Man's a genius. I might have to snap Lock call that the winner. Genius. I haven't I haven't That's seen Dickies yet, but this is pretty good. It's pretty timely good. too. I, I feel like blur farmers are like Sisyphus. They're constantly rolling a boulder up a hill just to have it <laughs> roll back down and then just start again. <laughs> you need to make that meme thicky, like blur farmers. About it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. Yeah. All right, thank you. Let's, I don't want it to jeopardize my blast allocation, though. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I support blast. Blast good. Blast good, you guys. Yeah. Blast good. Pac-Man, please give me points. Pac-Man is Jesus. <laughs> Pac-Man is... I'm going to tell my kids, Tyson was genius. Oh, Jesus. All right, this was fine. <laughs> Very, very vanilla pasta, but I do think it says, Dad, why is my sister's name Rose? The dad says, because your mother loves roses. The son says, thanks, Dad. And the dad says, no problem. I shares Bitcoin trust. <laughs> the BlackRock <laughs> ETF definitely saved the markets this week. It looks like we're, it was looking like we we're going to break down, actually, to 50K. Um, but then, you know, 
Larry Fink found two yards of capital to fire back. So, <laughs> yeah. Good yeah, and and I'm I'm curious to see like if this continues, it's just it, you know it's very asymmetric. Um, what's going to happen? So we'll see what happens, um, guys. This was uh, I'm glad we did live. You know, I, ha I have to say it was kind of by accident. I I fell asleep after trading too many hours yesterday, and like I missed the show, so we had to do one live. Uh, but hopefully, you guys enjoyed the live one. And, also, look, uh, the comments are streaming in. Everyone is saying I won pasta. Oh wow! Yeah, we have to choose. Is that your, that's your alt account, right? No, look, there's multiple. We got Creamsicle Boy saying Larry. Creamsicle Boy. One. We got Dreams Toxics Justin. Those are the only two. <laughs> Those are all your alls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Justin is a Creamsicle Boy on, on YouTube right now. <laughs> you have to uh, you have to quickly give us some votes because Justin's about to win. We're, we're gonna Justin have to call it. Says Coop. This is not. Oh, oh man. Goodness, the... All right, we're getting we're some one. price targets in the chat. <laughs> people are people are asking us to do live more often. Wow, potato! Thank you. Oh man, Justin got potato. it. Oh, wow, that's just what? a clear winner. This is crazy. <laughs> oh my god, he won! I've got the animation. boy won. Wait, did they vote for your first one or your second one? He's 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 hit, he's hit some. <laughs> He's hit some. He's What's hitting. the difference, Nicky? Don't let's not get into it. <laughs> yeah, the, the hamster one was pretty good. Oh. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This was a really fun one, and we'll catch you next week. Bye, Have guys. Have a good weekend.